heights Lost and searching for what feels like an eternity Life's like that is filled with uncertainty The fear of life is simply reeking through my skin Fear of an afterlife because I sin Hello and welcome to episode number 15 of Ope Sports with Jordan Adams. Uh, we have another exciting episode here this week. Um, unfortunately, we do not have a co-host, um, but I look forward to uh, you know discussing the NFL season um, with uh, Andrew, Damian, uh, etc. Um, to start off, I just want to thank our audience for you know continuing to tune in. Um, this podcast has been running for six months now, and uh, the audience is still growing. I you know really appreciate that. Um, I don't want to do this every episode, but I haven't done it yet. I just want to remind everyone to please follow, um, rate the show. Um, please answer the Q&A um, or, you know, just give your thoughts on the show to me. Uh, I'd really appreciate your feedback. You know, I'm here to just try and deliver the best show possible. And um, without you, the audience, that would be impossible. So let's get into things here. Um, for the MLB, I normally don't discuss baseball, but uh, Royce Lewis, I, I think he deserves... Um, well, some time on the podcast. Um, the former 2017 first overall pick in the draft, who's now 24 years old, has been making uh, waves. Uh, he has 15 home runs and four grand slams this season. Um, you know, it's pretty historic the amount of grand slams he's getting for how, you know, uncommon they are, breaking Twins records. Um you know, that's, that's substantial. And that's really what we need from a, um, you know, a number one overall pick. Uh, the future is bright with the twins, but you know, that seems to be the saying every year. Um, it's been a long time since they've been a, a championship team and a long time since they've even been a contender. Um, you know, they're winning games now in a weak division, though. I uh, might see the playoffs again. Um, you know, it'd be nice to give these young guys some playoff experience. Um, so, you know, hats off to you, Royce Lewis. Uh, now let's quickly get into the NHL. Uh, Kalen Addison has re-signed with the Minnesota Wild, a one-year 825K deal. Uh, this is likely the last piece of the offseason for the Wild. Um... You know, Kalen Addison, three goals, 26 assists last season, good for 29 points. Um, solid production for a young guy. You know, that's eye-popping. But, yeah, the other eye-popping stat is a negative 17 plus minus. Um, you know, he's great on the power play as a sort of, a you know, point man, uh, orchestrating it, feeding off to players. Um, he does that job very well, but he's just very poor five-on-five -five hockey, but... You know, at the same time, you got to remember, he's just 23 years old now. Um, he needs time to grow and develop, and I think the Wild are a great team for him to do it. I, I really want to see playoff, or um, not playoff, play time from him. Um, I don't think that the Wild are a contender. Um, I think they're a wild card contender. Uh, playoff contender to, to make that. Do I think they're even good enough to make the second round? No, but I do think that they will at least be in the hunt or get that wild card position again. Um, unfortunately, I think it's another just, you know, run of the mill average team that will excite at times. And that's probably what the team feels obligated to do with, uh, Kirill Kaprizov. But, um, I, I, again, uh, with the team's cap strapped abilities and stuff, 
you gotta let Addison develop, I say. If you don't see him in the future, then, you know, try and build up on his strengths to move him, or hopefully he can develop into a solid piece for the team going future, uh, going in the future. Um, it's really all there is to say on the subjects outside of the NFL. So now let's get right into the NFL Week 2 talk. Um... We're going to go right into the Vikings. Um, they lost to Philly 34-28. Um, you know, I had mentioned the podcast. I don't think we're going to win, but I think it's going to be close. I, I, I think we're going to be competitive. And, you know, that that's true. You know, uh, we really beat ourselves. Again, turnovers are, uh, it, it's a big factor. Um, you can't win ball games when you're turning the ball over. That's, you know, that that's just how it works. Um it's it's definitely a concern um through two games but the season's not over you know our our division uh, two teams are ahead of us by one game uh we have played no division games it's not the 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 world isn't falling quite yet um and there's a lot of positives to get on so you know, let's just dive into that. Um, to start off, Kirk Cousins throwing 31 for 44, 364 yards, and four touchdowns. Um, with that crap O-line, that is a very, very impressive stat line. And it could have been better had um, another player that I will begin talking about later hadn't dropped a few crucial catches uh, down the stretch. Um, you know, Cousins is not is not the player that you can point a finger at and really blame. Um, I know there's been a few fumbles, but like I said, that old line's been terrible. They've, they've knocked out the ball out of his hands this season, literally. Um, you know, it, it, how can you blame cousins for that? Um, I think he's having just a tremendous year. He is pushing the ball down. We have, we're, we're gaining a lot of yards. The, the offense seems to be effective, you know, maybe like, when they want to be, I, I don't quite get it because you really did see an offense that can move down the field and score points and they looked good. Um, it's just damn odd that, um, you know, it's all kind of falling apart this season. Like I said, the turnovers, I mean, that's really, that's really the key issue here. It's just, um, Oh, it's disappointing. Um, Justin Jefferson, though, 11 catches, 159 yards. Uh, he passes 5K receiving yards in his career. Um, tremendous. He's literally ahead of every Chicago Bear in their club's history. Um, that's outstanding because that's a very old franchise if you're not aware um and you know even Darius Slay had um praise to give Jefferson following the matchup he said dude is amazing man I've only seen one other receiver do what he does this man never comes out the game only other dude I've ever seen do that is Antonio Brown you know if you want to laugh at that or whatever go ahead Antonio Brown is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL history he had a stretch that was just unprecedented. That's kind of what makes his uh, fall off just, you know, that much sadder because he has such a great resume and it hurts because it could have been better. But anyways, gets it gets back into the quote. Uh, uh, Slay continued, last year I had a great game against him. I can tell you for sure 
He had this game week two, 2023 circled because Buddy was locked in. He wasn't talking as much. I tried to tell him after one play, good route. He ain't say nothing. He ran right back to the huddle. Um, you know, Slay had the upper hand in that matchup last year against Justin Jefferson. So, and hey, Jefferson certainly won the matchup. 11 catches on 159 yards. That is a great game. Um, and that's, you know, just what you can expect to Jefferson back to back 150 yard games. Um, the, the, the crucial fumble in the, uh, in the end zone that, that really hurt. Um, now, part of me wants to say, you know, you need to hold on to the ball. That's just unacceptable or whatever, but he's not pointing fingers at other people blaming he took a lot of that blame he took it he went up to his teammates and said that's on me i mean he understood that and, and it, it is a stupid play how it goes out and then it's a touchback because instead of you know if it had just rolled out of bounds at the one or something we would have had possession still um so yeah kind of a dumb dumb rule but I loved that Jefferson asserted himself and took leadership on it. Um, and you know, the truth is, I can't be mad at a playmaker for trying to make a play. Um, you know, we're in Philly, and Justin Jefferson is a top two wide receiver. I think he's top, the top, but you know, top two if you ask anyone. Um, he's, he's just trying to make a play. He's trying to make a play. He, he's trying to put points on the board and give some juice to the team. Unfortunately, it didn't go down that way. But the way he carried himself after as such a young man is also very impressive. Um, I just think whatever you're feeling on this season, you just have to really feel great about Justin Jefferson. Um, like I said, he, he's, he won Offensive Player of the Year last year, and, and he's not in his prime yet. He's only going to get better. So, uh, and you're seeing that, you're seeing that right now. He, he's, he's better. He's, he's better than last year. Uh, 2,000 yards. Oh, that's entirely possible. Um, you know, you're going to need some wins to start being in that MVP discussion, though, for sure. Um, let's get into Jordan Addison, though. Three catches, 72 yards, a touchdown. This guy is a home run target. Uh, back to back games with an explosive touchdown. Uh, that, that's just huge. This is a rookie. Um, I, you know, wide receiver is considered one of the toughest positions to um, transition to from college football to the NFL. I believe wide receiver and cornerback are the two toughest positions for sure. So when you got a guy that um, you draft at one of these positions and they are just so great from day one, you know, that, that that's absolutely huge. Um, again, as I discussed before, you know, Addison has Hawkinson on this offense. He has Justin Jefferson, the best wide receiver. There is no better place for him. He will not have an easier time anywhere else in the NFL. So, you know, I'm not going to criticize him or blame him for that, but it, the, the fact is that it's set up for him to succeed, and, and he's making the right moves. He's making the plays. That's all you need. I mean, Seriously, it, it, it's it's going to become a pick-your-poison offense, and that's what's extremely juicy because, you know, Jefferson's dominating, 11 catches, 159 yards, and then you got on the other side Addison for 72 yards and a touchdown. Jefferson didn't score. Addison's kind of being that home run hitter while Jefferson's pushing you up the field. 
it's a scary duo. It's a really scary duo, and I think the Vikings got a home run here at wide receiver. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, seven catches, 66 yards, and two touchdowns. Exactly what I was saying last week. You need to get Hawkinson more involved. He should be targeted more in the red zone. Uh, he's your guy down there, the big target, and two two touchdowns. Two touchdowns, okay? Uh, that's good. That That's exactly what we need out of Hawkinson. Um, so that, you know... That's a big, a big bright spot. He he looked way better than he did week one. And any Vikings fans who had concerns or were worried, um, this performance this week against Philly shut him up. Irv Smith did not have that stat line. I, I promise you that. Um, by the way, I believe the worst tight end rece- uh, core in the NFL right now is the Cincinnati Bengals. Can look at Joe Burrow and the offense struggles as a whole, but I tell you, Irv Smith Jr. sucks. Uh, be, be blessed that we have Hawkinson. Um, you know, as an addition by subtraction, just losing Irv Smith, but then you got Hawkinson. It's just, I mean, it's literally like a peewee football player to Randy Moss. Um, (laughs) it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. The talent difference there. Um, over on the defensive side of the ball, Danielle Hunter with three sacks of four total. Uh, on the game that puts uh, the Minnesota Vikings um, defensive, uh, well, I guess outside linebacker now, uh, Daniel Hunter at four sacks on the season. Um, you know, it, it's looking like a smart thing to have restructured that contract and bring him back. Um, meanwhile, Davenport's been quiet, absent, looking like a bust. Um, but hey, Hunter's playing well. And he's going to make it really difficult next year when it comes to signing someone because he's the one that's getting almost all of the pressure on this team. Um, He's getting the production, and it's been like that year and year, uh, year in and year out since we drafted him, as long as he wasn't hurt. Um, A consistent producer. um, you can't let guys like that walk in free agency. Um, it's going to be a good problem to have, though. Um, I'm really happy that he's got the four sacks now in the season. Three sacks against Philly, that O-line. That, that's really impressive. And Jalen Hurts as a, as a scrambling quarterback? I mean, seriously, give Hunter his props for the three sacks. Uh, I think he should be Defensive Player of the Week. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of good plays, I guess. But, you know, I, I think he played very well. Um, then you have Greg Joseph, uh, didn't kick any field goals, but four for four extra points in Philly boy, (laughs) that's pretty impressive. You're making some kicks, huh? Four out of four kicks. If the extra point is no longer a gimme, that's where he was struggling last year. He could nail the 50 yarders, but couldn't hit the extra points. We're seeing good kicking out of him. It's only two weeks into the season, but this is really something that, um, we're not used to in Minnesota, so um, I know I, I know you're shocked right now seeing these makes. It's it used to be just like a you know you have to hold on to your drink and hold your breath, maybe wanted to look away, and and this year you know you just you're kind of already excited. You, you don't lose that excitement from the touchdown. It just remains um, just just really nice with Greg Joseph. Um, now let's talk about KJ Osborne. Um, he had a touchdown um, along with two key drops. I told my friend that cost him at least a million dollars in free agency. That those drops right there. I mean, because some people were saying he's a wide receiver one. I think he's probably a wide receiver two at best. 
Um, maybe with a guy like Mahomes, he could move into like a number one um, wide receiver and succeed. But, you know, ideally he's probably an elite number three and a good number two. Um, I think that hurt his payday when it comes because uh, because teams are going to be like, you know, Jefferson and Addison are great wide receivers. My, my wide receiver group isn't looking that good. And he's having drops, you know, the, the top corner and the top safety aren't double teaming KJ on the Vikings and he can't make these plays. I think that's concerning. Um, now let's talk about Ivan Pace Jr. Uh, versus Philly. He had an 87.2 pro football focus grade, nine tackles, three QB pressures. This guy's a stud, an undrafted free agent that we had talked about previously. Um, you know, there's not a team that you could have an easier time with, you know, getting playing time on the defense after last year. We needed like a complete overhaul. And Ivan Pace Jr. is an undrafted free agent, is flourishing. Um, it's really nice. Uh, Andrew was saying during the game, it's nice to have another um, a, a good undrafted free agent story now that Adam Thielen's gone. And and I had to agree with him. You know, it's it's not quite as great as Adam Thielen being, you know, he's from Minnesota, went to school in Minnesota, and then played for the Minnesota team. But, you know, Ivan Pace Jr. still, it, it's incredible to have done that as an undrafted free agent, see this much playing time, playing that well against Philly. So kudos to you. Um, on a more sad note, Ali Udo, the backup offensive tackles out for the season, uh, torn quadriceps tendon. Um, I saw the play is, you know, backpedaling and, you know, the guy just, I, I don't, I don't think he had the footwork on it. And the dude is also probably stronger on the defensive side. Just wrecked him. He just wrecked him on the play. Like you could tell he was just, he was just done. You know, a 300 pound man pushing another 300 pound man with that, you know, ferocity, <laughs> bad things tend to happen. Um, you know, I said, I'm concerned about the depth of this offensive line. Christian Derisaw is now, you know, he was supposed to play and then he tweaked it or whatever and is not playing. That, that's critical. And, you know, the offensive tackle's holding his own uh, most of the game, but now he's out. He's out for the year. He's done. So I was already concerned about that O-lineman room. And that injury, I mean, you don't you don't just pick up quality tackles in free agency week three of the NFL season. Okay, the, the quality players don't hit free agency hardly ever. The, the 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 good backups i mean they're even paid decent money or they're, they're they're scooped up i mean they that's a premium position in the nfl protecting your quarterback every team wants to protect their quarterback um that that's a blow that's a blow but it, it's incredibly sad with derisaw because i had such high hopes on him last year i thought he got snubbed for being a an all pro um, and now, you know, more injuries now that both games, he hasn't played a hundred percent yet in this season. Um, you know, it's concerning for a guy who's going to be asking for big money. I don't think he can give him that big money. Um, I saw some people saying he's Matt Khalil 2.0. I, I think he's better than Matt Khalil ever was, but yeah, Matt Khalil theoretically, should have still should still be a dominant left tackle on this team today or up to last year he was considered 
a perennial decade-long left tackle. He's going to protect your quarterback for a decade in the NFL. He was drafted in 2012. Things didn't turn out like that at all, and I'm really scared the same's going to happen with Derisaw. Um, and that's unfortunate because the Vikings did hit on the pick. They got a quality O-lineman, but I mean, you can't blame injuries like you know on, on a draft pick. Like you can't draft a great guy it all works out and then injuries hamper and it's just it's it's sad it's really sad because it, it, the pick was a hit and um unfortunately injuries might become a a lingering concern going forward um and now let's talk about alexander madison uh through week two 19 carries 62 yards 3.3 yards per carry six catches 21 yards and one total touchdown um it's not even get into the fumbles abysmal i i wouldn't say it's quite that bad but 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 we're 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 teetering we're teetering um you can't blame it all on madison because the the old line's an issue they can't run block for crap a lot of the time the holes aren't there um and Madison's not explosive. He's really not. Chandler should, I think he should be moving into that position. I really think he should take over the starting role, at least see what he's got. I saw some rumors on Cam Akers potentially coming to the Vikings. That's not what I want. It's not going to make a difference with this O-line, I don't think. I think Gaskin and Chandler need to be given some more looks over Madison personally um you know kareem hunt's still in free agency we'll see how long but i mean there's options out there i wouldn't trade for someone at all but i would just look in-house to chandler and um miles gaskin and just you know see what we got here things need to be better three yards per carry that that's not cutting it i mean as vikings fans we enjoyed four and five yards of carry for what a, a decade plus with delvin cook and adrian peterson and even latavius murray uh you know between them had a pretty good stint for a year or two um madison clearly isn't a running back one uh that was a concern i had high hopes for him but I thought this would be a more, you know, like 70-30, 80-20 pass offense, especially with the people we have. Um, and that really seems like a smart decision right now with um, the way Madison's playing. But, you know, that doesn't mean you completely abandon that. You can do little little uh, screen or bubble passes to, um, you know, act like run plays if need be. Um, but the status quo is just not working. Um but things might change. We'll get to that in a second. Um, I did want to talk about the blitz rate. Week 1, 47.4%. Week 2, 51.6%. It's a lot of blitzing in this Flores defense. A lot of blitzing. And, um, you know, not a lot of guys are getting sacks. Not a lot of guys are really making these plays. You know, we're still losing. Um, the defense is definitely better, though, than um, last year's defense. And I think you can... You should be agreeing with that. I mean, I've seen us make plays, and I didn't see us make any plays last year. Um, I like the aggressive nature, but someone outside of Hunter is going to have to step up. And and freaking Davenport is that guy. He he, he was he's brought in here to be that guy uh, to kind of replace Zadarius then. And I mean, he is because he's sitting on the freaking bench hurt all the time, um, wasting a roster spot. That ten million or whatever we gave him in the offseason could have been used, you know, anywhere else. O line 
that's a big um, need. Or or the D-line. I mean, the game is won in the trenches, and we lose in the trenches on offense, we lose in the trenches on defense. That's a losing recipe again. Um, you know, we're losing these games with turnovers. We're, we're, we're doing well enough to win outside of that, but it's still these trench battles. That, that's what really... The, I mean, we're a crap run defense. You saw... Uh, the Eagles running back have a career a career day like 175 yards. Um, I remember when we had the Williams Wall, we didn't allow a hundred yard rusher for like three or four seasons. Um, it, it's just it's difficult to watch after you just saw saw something that would never happen, you know, for so long, and then. Just to watch that crap go down, it's just <laughs> just not fun. Um, but the Vikings did sign Dalton Reisner to a one-year, $4 million deal. He's 28 years old. And look, some people are saying he's been in free agency as long. He's not that good of an improvement. Why didn't the Broncos re-sign him? Why did no one else get him? And all I say to you is he can be the second worst O-lineman in the NFL and we will have an improvement on the line. We will have an improvement. Ed Ingram is terrible. And that's an understatement. I mean, th this guy, he shouldn't have a job. He shouldn't have a job. He's hes hes just really bad at football. He, he's not a good football player. You know, when you're an offensive lineman, your job is to protect the quarterback and open up lanes for the run game. And this dude's freaking hitting the quarterback's, uh, the ball out of his hands. Like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Almost every play you get out muscled. You have terrible footwork. You're just, just terrible. Reisner's sliding into that right guard position for sure. And Ingram's, Ingram's hitting the bench. Um, I don't know what we're doing for that tackle though. Uh, we, Oh, that's, that's concerning, because clearly Derrissaw is not going to remain healthy for every game this year, um, and that's just a sad reality for Vikings fans, but Reisner, you should be excited, and not only does the signing say, hey, we're not giving up, I mean, it's a message to the fans that we're still in it, and we're, we're heading into a really crucial week three game. Uh, the Chargers and the Vikings, we're both 0-2, these are two teams that I predicted and and even if it wasn't the Vikings for a lot of the national media, the Chargers were a favorite to make the playoffs. These are two quality teams. These were two teams that made the playoffs last year. Kirk Cousins and Justin Herbert are both good quarterbacks. They both have explosive offenses. You want to tell me the Chargers don't have an explosive offense? Um, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Quinton Johnston, um, Mike Williams, and Justin Herbert's the one dishing it to him really 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 good offense um but they they don't have very good defense so i think uh, i i think the vikings are going to have their way with them um on the offensive side of the ball they you know they do have khalil Mack and uh at joey bosa so they do have an explosive pass rushing duo um that's a little concerning for the old line but knowing that ingram's not going to be in there um you know that that probably boosts the entire old lineman up plus 10 rating in Madden. So that, that, that'll help. I, I, I do think we're going to win. I, I think earlier in the year, I thought, you know, we're probably going to lose this game, but after losing to Tampa, 
I, I've now switched my thoughts on this game because we're both coming in 0-2. I, I just I think the Vikings are going to pull it off, but if we don't, I mean, expect an offensive shootout. Um, it's going to be a fun game, though, I feel. So that's it for the Vikings. Um, now, A.J. Green has signed a one-day deal with the Bengals and retires uh, two-time second-team All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, finishes his career with 727 receptions, 10,514 yards, or er, yes, and uh, 70 touchdowns. Great career, great career. I remember when he was drafted, I remember watching him a lot, you know, growing up in high school and college, um, you know, the main uh main wide receiver one there for Andy Dalton. Um I'm glad he re uh, you know, did the one day contract with the Bengals to retire with them because that's definitely uh where he belongs. Uh and let's move on to the Lions, their cornerback, CJ Gardner Johnson, who is a big free agent um addition. Um a, a huge reason why a lot of people, including me, thought that they were gonna be a you know playoff uh playoff team and potentially a division winner. Um, he's on IR. 2022's co-interception leader, uh, is feared to have suffered a torn pec. Uh, that's brutal. That, that's really brutal. He, he's one of the best players on that defense. Um, you know, a leader. Um, and that defense was really bad last year, just like the Vikings defense. So they, you know, really revamped that secondary and free agency. So that, that's a really painful injury. Um, it's good for the Vikings, though, that they won't have to face them twice this year. Uh, it, it makes the road for the Lions that much harder, but they're still a really good team. Uh, big loss against the Seahawks this week, though. Um, I thought they would win that, but, you know, they end up going 1-1. One and one. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. That's a, That was a fun game. Uh, the Lions are definitely a nice offensive team, I think, uh, I think people can see that. They they came in and they beat the Chiefs and then they had a competitive game against the Seahawks. Those are two teams who made the playoffs last year. Um yeah, you gotta respect them. Um the Cardinals have played safety Buddha Baker on IR, missing a minimum of four games. This is a two time first team all pro, one time second team all pro, five time pro bowler. Arizona's in trouble. They're in trouble. Uh, we discussed last time how Kyler Murray's not playing. You know, they got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. Buda Baker's hurt. They dished off um, that safety um, to the Giants. Can't remember his name right now. Isaiah Simmons, I believe. Um, you know, they're, they're, their talent's hurt. Or they're just getting rid of people. Uh, like I said, I don't see they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna win a game. But they, they almost beat the Giants, though. I guess so. I don't know if that really says how bad the Giants are, or if I was way off with my Cardinals pick. But I just don't think the Cardinals are good this year. Um, and I, I thought they were bad with Buda Baker. And if you include first and second team All Pros three times, three times, a five time Pro Bowler. Clearly, he's one of their best players. Losing him. That hurts on a talent level and a leadership level. Uh, it's got to be demoralizing for the entire team, too, to, you know, oh, God, Buda Baker's out. I mean, things aren't looking up for them. Um, sad on Monday Night Football again. Nick Chubb done for the season. Significant knee injury that includes multiple torn ligaments. Uh, a one-time second-team All-Pro, four-time Pro Bowler, guy who's averaged 5.3 yards per carry over his career. Uh, that injury was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. Um, 
for sure done for the season, like they said, but I'm even hearing potentially career-ending. This is the same knee that he messed up uh, in his college career, I believe. I believe that was in uh, 2015. Um, And that's uh, that's brutal for that Browns team. Um, Yeah, Chubb is... He's probably their best player. He's one of the most consistent running backs in the NFL. Been that way for the last half decade. Um, that That's just sad. You know, this is why teams aren't going to want to pay running backs. Barkley got hurt the other day as well. Uh, he's, he's more week to week, so that's good to hear. But, you know, this is, this is why running backs are struggling to get paid with these hurts um, or with these injuries. Um it, it just hurts. It hurts. Uh, I, I just feel really bad because I don't know. He, he's, he's, he's a guy you just can't hate really. Uh, I don't particularly like the Browns. Um, but you know, with, a, they, they got Amari Cooper, they got Deshaun Watson, they got Najoku, uh, Miles Garrett on defense, Darius Smith. Uh, they, they have talent. They have talent, but Nick Chubb was the, he was what made that offense move. He 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 was everything. I, I really think so. Um, you know, he split a load with Kareem Hunt the last couple of years, and that worked out great. And now he's the premier guy. And, man, that's just, it's so brutal. But Kareem Hunt did uh, go in for a visit. So I, I'm thinking that that's probably going to be a reunion here now that Chubb's done for the season. Um, boy. Yeah, it's sad. Back-to-back Monday night footballs with a, you know, a substantial player getting hurt. Aaron Rodgers first out for the season, and now Nick Chubb. Oh. Um, you know, now let's look at the divisions, though, for the NFL. After uh, two weeks, the AFC East, the Dolphins lead 2-0. Uh, the Jets and Bills both with a win, and Patriots with no wins. Um, you know, I'm not surprised. Damien and I had talked about the Dolphins. Yeah, they're they're gonna be a good team. I, I'm concerned along with him about injuries. That's really it. So far, they're staying healthy, staying good, and I'm not surprised with the wins. Jets losing Aaron Rodgers, one and one. Yeah, it's pretty good. The Bills one and one. I think that's fine. Uh it's gotta feel weird there in New England with the Patriots, though. Uh, AFC North, the Ravens lead 2-0, Steelers and Browns both 1-1, and and the Bengals at 0-2. Uh, look, uh, Burrow re-aggravated his injury. I I thought they would start the year like 0-3 and or 0-4, because um, I, I was assuming they would probably hold Burrow out. That would be the smart thing, but they didn't. You see how crap the offenses looked uh, week one, just terrible. Week two looked a little better, but still not... Um, highest paid quarterback in the NFL good. Um, and now he's re-aggravated that injury. What the hell are they doing there in Cincy? Like, I had them winning the division. I had them winning the division after losing the first three or four games holding Burrow out. And now, you might have screwed yourself even further. I'm not surprised at all. I had the Ravens being a wild card team, but they could slide right in if the Bengals just want to be stupid with Joe Burrow. Why are you mortgaging your franchise like that? It was not a substantial injury that screws your season. Even if I'm wrong with uh, with, with them, you know, being able to make the playoffs or win the division, you don't you don't want to do this because then you would have given yourself a chance a season. What if he's out for three or four weeks now? You know, you can't start off in an 0-5 or 0-6 hole and expect anything to happen. Ah, just brutal. 
Um, AFC South, Jaguars, Colts, and Titans all 1-1, one one, Texans 0-2. Pretty boring division, pretty boring division, but, uh, you know, that's that's the way it is. AFC West, Raiders and Chiefs, both 1-1, one one, Broncos and Chargers at 0-2. Now, this is a talented division. Uh, I'm pretty su- surprised the Chiefs are... You know, one and one. They're they're, they're pretty struck. They're they're pretty much struggling right now. Um, and the Raiders, I'm a little surprised being one and one as well with Garoppolo at the helm. Uh, the Broncos, I thought they'd be a wild card team. Russell Wilson with that late game heroic hail mary uh, with the tip off the defenders and their receiver caught it, and then they can't get the two point conversion. <laughs> Isn't that sad? Um, the Chargers being 0-2, uh, it's going to be a battle with the Vikings this week. Um, you know, things aren't really that bad there, though. The Chargers are just one game behind being 0-2, so most people that are freaking out over this NFL season right now, we can, we can just calm down. The most you're down is two games. You can get things together. Now let's move to the NFC. Cowboys, Eagles, and Commanders all at 2-0, and the Giants at 1-1. Um, the Giants barely beat the Cardinals. Um, that team, I don't think they're good. I don't think they're good. Damien was much higher on them than, than I am. Uh, the Cowboys and Eagles being 2-0, and I'm not surprised. The Commanders 2-0, tad bit surprised, tad bit surprised. I, they have a quality D-line. The running game seems to be clicking. Good wide receivers. Um, I'm still just not, you know, sold on their quarterback, really, but... Um, once they play the Cowboys and Eagles, I think, you know, you'll see the difference between they're, they're not on that level. The re- the record just reflects they are, but they're not. Uh, Packers and Lions both at one and one in the NFC North Vikings and Bears at 0 and two. Look, the Bears suck. Justin Fields is I, I don't think he's the guy. Um, the new wide receiver one who came over this year, he probably wants out already. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's just a team that I'm not surprised at this own to. They're they're definitely the gutter of the division. It sucks that the Vikings are tied with them because the Vikings are way more talented than I think. We'll see that when we play the Bears in a few weeks. Um, you know, Damian that was high on the Packers a lot with uh his the defense and here they are at one and one, tied for the division lead. Uh Jordan Love has really been the impressive part of the um, Packers, though. Even with Aaron Jones out last week, um, he was still, you know, playing pretty well um, for the most part. Um, and the Lions, you know, with the the heartbreak there against the Seahawks and then losing C.J. Gardner-Johnson for the season. Uh, the NFC North is definitely competitive. We're all within one game through two weeks. Uh I believe there's just one division game played. The Packers and Bears um, played once. So a lot of division battles to be played. I expect a really heated NFC North uh, battle. I thought it would be mostly with the Vikings and Lions, but hey, hey, the Packers, it seems like they're in that mix too, for sure. So I think you got a three-headed monster of team. None of the teams are Super Bowl contenders, but they're all good enough to fight uh, for the playoffs. Uh, NFC South, this is a surprising division. Falcons, Saints, and Bucks all 2-0, and then the Panthers 0-2. Not surprised with the Panthers, um, except I do remember Adam Thielen saying that they're winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> Not looking too good when you're the only team that can't win in your division. Uh, Bucks 2-0. Hey, 
yeah, we definitely criticize Baker Mayfield too hard. Mike Evans is going hard. Godwin going hard. Uh, they're they're fun, explosive team. Hey, good for Mayfield. Good for Mayfield. Seriously, um, I think he's got a chance to you know start after this season too going forward, especially if he can keep this crap up. Saints two and zero. Uh, the running back I heard got hurt, Jamal Williams, um, and it's still going to be a few weeks before Kamara comes back. That's concerning, but um, you know things are clicking with Carr. Um, but a competitive vision, I picked them to win. Falcons being two and zero, what a fun team with Desmond Ritter. I I didn't really think much of the guy, but I finally was able to sit down and watch him play this last week and. I mean, he made a few questionable plays, but he, he just he can run it sometimes really nicely. Um, he just has really good vision on the field at times. Uh, and John Robinson, uh, that dude is wow, he's special. London, he uh, Drake London made a lot of nice plays. Um, still need to figure out a way to get Kyle Pitts more involved with that offense. But um, the Falcons are a fun team to watch and. You know, that 7-9 and nine pick of the Saints win in the division, I don't think that's cutting it. I don't think 7-9 and nine will cut it in that division. Um, are the Falcons good enough to make the playoffs? I, I don't know. This B. John Robinson, though, he, he, he'll be a key cog to the reason they make the playoffs if they do. Uh, NFC West, 49ers, 2-0. Rams and Seahawks at 1-1. Cardinals at 0-2. I said the Cardinals are going to be a bottom feeder in the league. Um, and they are. Uh, one of only nine teams that can't figure out a win so far. Um, they almost beat the Giants, but then they had a monumental collapse against Daniel Jones and uh, Saquon Barkley. But um, I'm not surprised. Now they got a uh, Buda Baker out, so don't expect the wins to start piling up anytime soon. Seahawks one and one, a competitive win against the um, Lions. I had them making the playoffs. Rams, you know, without Cooper Cup being one and one, I'm pretty impressed. I'm pretty impressed, but the 49ers are definitely the gold standard of the NFC West right now. McCaffrey, he looks brilliant. Purdy's nice. Ayuk, uh, Debo Samuel, um, I I don't think I was crazy calling the 49ers the number two seed in the NFC this season again. Um, yeah, they they definitely look like they're going to be a team that's for real for the next few years, for sure. Um, yeah, just, just an exciting week two for the NFL now. Um, week three starts here on Thursday now. Um, and then the Vikings will be playing on Sunday with the Chargers, and that that's just going to be a, a, a real critical game for everyone here in Minnesota. If we win, we're all going to feel so good and happy, no matter if the Packers or Lions or Bears get any wins. You know, just just that first win is going to feel so nice because we haven't we haven't seen a win since December of last year. Um, and here we are, you know. Here we are against the Chargers. Both teams looking to avoid the 0-3 start. One of them's going to have to, unless we get to a tie. That wouldn't be great, but I guess it would be better than a loss. I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out Sunday. So that's it for today uh, with Ope Sports. But I uh, want to thank you again for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully with uh, Andrew back in the fold. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Ope Sports with Jordan Adams, out.
higher than them kites Lost and searching for what feels like an eternity Life's like that is filled with uncertainty The fear of life is simply reeking through my skin Fear of an afterlife because I sin